Good morning and welcome to Rich Thoughts for Breakfast. I'm Harold Herring and that's my fine wife, Beth. All right, on this wonderful Wednesday, we Amen. have a Do Not Fear Scripture from Exodus 20, 20. Let us have 2020 20 insight, Lord. Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. God has come to test you so that the fear of God will be with you to keep you from sinning. Wow. Reverence for God, and he will protect us. Mm. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. On today's teaching, we're going to discuss one plus one equals one. <laughs> Several questions for us this morning. Do we believe words are important to God? Do we believe that every one of the 800,000 words in the Bible is strategically placed to benefit those who love it? Do we believe that when God says something, he means it, even if we don't understand every word? Do we believe the words in the Bible are a roadmap for enjoying and experiencing the good life, the God kind of life? Do we believe that the collective wisdom in the Word of God is far more insightful than every book on marriage and finances ever written? I trust you said yes to all those previously asked questions. If not, you may need a spiritual checkup from the neck up. The reason for these questions is this. We were stirred, troubled, and provoked this morning as we read Mark 10, verses 7 and 8, 10, 7 and 8. For this call shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and they twain shall be one flesh. So they are no more twain, but one flesh. Verse 8, the classic Amplified says, And the two shall become one flesh, so they are no longer two, but one flesh. Let's look at one translation, another one. Verse 8, Message Bible. Because of this, a man leaves his father and mother. In marriage, he becomes one flesh with a woman. No longer two individuals, but forming a new unity. When a man and a woman get married, we need to be clear here, because marriage is supposed to be between a man and a woman. To think otherwise is an insult to God's creation, a clear indication of the person declaring it, is not familiar with the scripture. Romans 1, 24 through 27 is a good start for the doubters. But back to the teaching. Marriage is between a man and a woman. According to the scripture, one plus one equals one. The husband and wife join together in holy matrimony, one flesh, a unity, the symbol of one. The meeting of one in Mark 10, 8, 10, 8 has the same meaning as one in Mark 12, 29, 12, 29. Even though they're translated from different Greek words, they're both translated as one. Mark 12, 29, 12, 29. And Jesus answered him, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. One Lord. You know, for the purpose of discussion, though, I think we need to agree that one does mean one. We could also we also think it's important for us to consider that in Mark 10, 9, 10, 9, classic amplified, it says, What therefore God has united, joined together, let not man separate or divide. But let us make one other point. 
we not planned on teaching really about this subject, but it, it clearly, we, were, we just well felt led and directed by the Lord to do so. We do have one request before proceeding. Um, you need to just look at, you know, this or listen to this entire teaching before you finalize an opinion. Yes. In the 21st century, it's become fashionable and often recommended by financial experts that couples have a his and her checking accounts. The logic is simple. What's mine is mine. What's yours is yours. And saying that, marriage doesn't mean that you have to share everything. However, we've had couples, you know, tell us that it makes life easier for them. Okay, maybe. But to simplify means the couples have taken the first step towards separation, whether it's financial or legal. When couples start to have separate checking accounts, it means there is a part of my life that's withheld from your life, even though we agreed to be in one life, unity in one flesh. So let us quickly say that we don't recognize that some, I mean, we do recognize some spouses are, well, call it what it is. They're just not spiritually connected in the same way, for sure. My husband likes to call them knuckleheads, but anyway, the point is, and they may not be as financially literate, so it could, or they could be what we call financially illiterate. <laughs> but the point being is that, you know, some are for tithing and off giving offerings, others are just for doing their own thing, and you know, therefore, I can see where sometimes it seems like it's easier to keep separate checking accounts. I think what we're actually saying here is that the more you do to divide between each other, the more the enemy can get in and really divide you even further. You know, it only needs a crack in the wall to start making bigger compromises. Anyway, we want to recognize that some people are married to spouses that are not considerate, are deceptive when it comes to money, and that they're, you know, spouses that well, they don't talk to their other spouses about money matters and finances, which need to be open and honestly discussed. And it makes it a whole lot easier when it's separated to not let somebody know what's going on in your checking account. So we recognize these things, though. We still think God somehow took this into account when he divinely inspired every single word in the scriptures. It may take more prayer, may take more effort. Listen, marriage is an effort. It is not something that just, oh boy, I got married, now I'm relaxed. It's, oh boy, I got married. It's just like a Christian life. There is something to do for building yourself up every day and building your marriage, building your job, etc. But the word, and building your Christian faith. But the word is doable or it wouldn't be in the word. And That's God right. certainly is not caught off guard by the antics of the 21st century husband and wife definition, which might be why... There are so many people who are separated and divorced in the 21st century. Facts change, truth remains truth. Sometimes living in truth is not easy. But that doesn't minimize the fact that truth is still truth. God's truth is truth, no matter what century you're living in. And if you have been have separate checking accounts, it's basically saying, well, I trust my wife but or my husband, but not quite with everything. Separate checking accounts allow a spouse to hide expenses and basically do their own thing, just as if they were single. The point is, are you single or are you married? That's the question. Whether knowingly or unknowingly, separate checking accounts can also send a message that questions whether or not marriage is solid. And let us say and quickly add that, you know, 
The husband should not be dictatorial about, hey, what's in the checkbook and how the finances are and the decisions are made, and neither should the wife. Whoever controls the checkbook should remember that the one, you are still one with your spouse. You need to know what the other person it, the other person is doing and what's going on with them. And the same is true with a budget or family spending plan. Anyway, point being is the two of you working together on one plan. Not, I'll do my thing, you do yours. The bottom line of marriage is we're in this together. Mm. It takes both of you to make it happen. Each spouse should have access to the checkbook, debit card, and cash. Both spouses should know about the investments, insurance policies, and estate plans. There are three primary things that wives fear in a marital relationship. They are debt, divorce, and death. If a man loves his wife, then he should want her as knowledgeable as possible and prepared for any eventuality. If spouses openly discussing the family's financial situation, it lessens the, it lessens the possibility of confusion. We think that if spouses should agree on any purchase over a certain amount, then it has to be agreed to by both of them. We don't care who brings home the bacon, and it should not matter. It's not see. It's not a matter of one badgering the other way to the other to get their way. The doing to other scripture is well applicable here. We consider the family contributions of a stay-at-home mom to be as significant, and her job is demanding of that of any man. Their pressure points may be different, but stress is stress, regardless of how you characterize it. We also think that couples should have extensive and truthful financial conversations before they ever say, I do. There should never be any financial surprises waiting for new, newlyweds after the honeymoon. Now, personally, I see nothing wrong with asking to see your intended credit bureau file before you get married. I, I suggest that a couple wants, what, what? I suggest to a couple wants, I said that wrong. I suggested to a couple wants, and both thought it was too personal. When you marry someone, their credit score directly affects your entire life. Now, how, how personal is that? Marriage is about intimacy and personal knowledge of and with your spouse. If one partner is unwilling to share a credit bureau report, then it makes you, well, it makes you wonder if they're hiding something. I've heard way too many horror stories about spouses who had undisclosed debt and financial obligations until after the wedding. That's not the way to start a marriage. You got to ask yourself, why would somebody do that? Their some motivation is deceitful. It's better to bear your finances before your bodies, or you're exposing yourself to a heartache. Mark 10, 8, 10, 8, Message Bible. No longer two individuals, but forming a new unity. How can there possibly be unity in a marriage if you're both leading separate financial lives? You got a choice. Follow the world or follow the word. We made our choice, didn't we, baby? We did 51 years and some time ago. Amen. But anyway, point being is 
I'll tell you one of the greatest little stories, and this probably was more, you know, earlier on, but this is the way I view marriage. I wish that, that it could all be this way today. I remember it, we're hearing the story years and years and years and years ago about a couple, and they just got married, and um, and they were having a fuss, and he said, I'm out of here, and he went out to get in his pickup truck, and uh, he no longer gotten in it, and she hopped in the other side and said, I'm out of here with you. I'm going with you. The point of it is, is that's the way you fight your battles. That's hey, it. You're in it together. You're in it together. There's no running away. There's, we're doing this. If you're going to take off, I'm taking off with you. You are together. You're not and leaving, that's the way it needs to be. You're not leaving this mess just with me. There you go. Hallelujah. Amen. If you're blessed by the teaching of the ministry, go to heraldhearing.com. Click the button that says, so we'll see. Just ask God what seed he'd have you sow. Do what he says, that's all we ever ask. And until tomorrow morning at 8.30 Eastern, God bless you. Happy trails. And keep thinking rich thoughts from the Word of God. We love you. We appreciate you. And bless you. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen.